Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sync Network, creating liquidity NFTs for liquid DeFi markets. Sync Network offers tradable, time-locked liquidity stored in crypto bonds, a brand new financial asset combining DeFi with NFTs. They aim to strengthen the crypto projects by incentivizing long-term liquidity providers with Sync tokens. You can stake your Uniswap liquidity and earn Sync ERC-20 tokens with new tradable crypto bond ERC-721 NFTs from selected partners. For more information, go to SyncBond.com. Again, that's SyncBond.com. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest working on an incredible ecosystem that is building all kinds of things from DeFi, NFTs, lending, you name it, even more things that are in the pipeline that I'm excited to learn more about and share with you. We have Cryptogenic, one of the lead devs with Sync Network. How are you doing today? Hey, Richard. How's it going? It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, excited to learn more about everything going on with Sync Network, but first want to learn more about you. Can you give us any background on yourself? You know, I started uh, into technology at a very early age, middle school type area, uh, building computers. And that was in the 90s. And then I got into web development really early on. And then when I was introduced into Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining, I started mining Bitcoin with just my own computer. And I even have a solved block that I committed to the chain on my own. So That's I still amazing. mine the block, which is unthinkable now, you know. Here we are later, all of that web development skills that I picked up kind of just played right into my hands when it comes to crypto because the languages are so similar. I got really lucky. That's all it boils down to. Got in early, understand how to make it. I mean, you like you said, you've even solved one of the chains yourself and put it on chain. That's awesome. For those who don't aren't necessarily as technical listening to this, that is highly impressive. Just know that. But you've been in it for a while, being able to, to mine Bitcoin yourself and you kind of just stayed within this ecosystem, kind of walk us through that journey of once you saw that this was an opportunity, how did you kind of get all the way to the point to where you are today with Sync Network? You know, originally I was developing like user interfaces for mining software. I was kind of into the mining scene. And then I started to learning about the darker side of the mining scene and, and I, it just wasn't really for me. And so I moved over into Solidity and building web interfaces and Started off just building simple games, really. Gaming is what got me into programming to begin with many, many years ago as a kid. And then, you know, as an adult, I was like, well, you know, finances are kind of like a game and people trade those. You have to find the right balance to make them entertaining, to get, get people to be like sucked in and held in by it. Then when you get into finance, you need those exact same things that you learned in, in like creating a balanced game to create like a balanced economy. And one of our co-founders, Scott, was talking about not being able to trade his stakes in one of these staking coins. I just got the idea. I was like, let's make it tradable. And we talked about how we could do that. And I said, we could have an NFT that represents your escrow position in a contract. And we developed it out last November. 
I mean, last November we launched it. And from there, people, everyone who gets into the system and kind of peels back the sheets and looks, it's very excited about how it actually works. No, definitely. And I want to spend time on that. So now as we kind of get to where we are today, and first of all, for everyone listening, if you are not on our YouTube channel, I highly recommend you go and check that out simply for this interview because man, Cryptogenics background right now is sensational. Like I'm not even going to try to describe it to you, but trust me, you want to check it out. I can tell that, you know, you are really all about user interface and creating experiences. Um, you can just see it with, with your background. But tell us about Sync Network, right? So what is it ultimately and what are all the different facets of what you're building right now? What we offer is the people to build a diversified mini portfolio into a single asset that is an NFT. I know that sounds kind of dense, but if I unpack that a little bit, inside of that crypto bond, you get half of it as a liquidity pair on Uniswap. That in itself earns fees as people are trading back and forth on that decentralized exchange then we provide value by locking, you burn half of that value with sync. When you do that, that pulls that sync off of our market. So it's gone. It's not part of our total supply. It's almost as if the supply shrank. So there's, there's a scarcity fact there, but it's hard locked. It's locked for maybe one or two or three years, but when it remints and it's matured, you get to cash out all of those trading fees that you earned on Uniswap. Plus, you get a bonus of sync that you didn't have before reminted to you. And in the meantime, if you wanted to trade that position with someone else, you can, but nobody else will be expecting the market to change any further than it was going to when it was created. So you're not going to see like a mass exodus of all of the users unstaking their crypto bonds at some point just because they got weak hands. And so just the dynamic of that, you can't unstake it until it has expired its maturity, right? Now you can hold it beyond that and it will continue to earn fees, but it will, it will cease minting new sync. So we don't get overinflation or any of those kind of problems. And we actually, uh, our AI engineer modeled out some uh, year to year graphs of what our supply would look like. And it's a fairly stable supply. Like our supply doesn't see any kind of inflation or deflation really, because in order to create those rewards, when people lock up sync and burn it, New bondholders do not get the same kind of rewards. The rewards diminish until it's now more desirable to buy an existing crypto bond because they will be earning higher rates than a new one you could make. So it's, so it's not unlimited, you know. That is a very interesting concept. So just so I can try to unpack that and correct me if I'm wrong. So let's say that I come in and I want, I have a portfolio of three different cryptos. And on your platform, I can basically essentially turn those into this NFT bond, which therefore is then locked in for two to three years. And I'm going to get that back plus interest. Plus, I'm also going to make money for all the transactions that they're helping to support to secure that liquidity pool. Yes. Wow. And Uniswap is the largest DEX, period. It gets the most volume. When we're choosing our liquidity pools to add to the DAP, we look at that to make sure that they have adequate volume. And because volume is a measurement of how many trades happen that day. The more trades that happen that day, the more you're going to make as a liquidity provider. So we choose pools, you know, that are either small, because if they're small, then you're going to earn a larger portion of the fees that day, or they're high volume or a mixture of the two. So those are the key ingredients that we look at when choosing which liquidity pools to offer up on our platform. 
Right. Like you said, the other part of it too is because it's a bond that's locked up. Even if you yourself who owns that bond, if you want to sell it to somebody else to get liquid and get out, you can. And so it's a really unique way to still be able to get some really good returns without necessarily having to be locked into the time period that's been allotted. Yes, exactly. So if you, if you create the crypto bond and you decide to sell it on the secondary market, it doesn't drive down the price of sync because you're not selling sync. Right. And so this derivative secondary market aspect is what we see in the real world all the time. And it's used to much success. Now on this, one of the other elements that you brought up that basically they're kind of turned into NFTs, but you have a whole other play within the NFT market as well, utilizing this. Can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Let's say you create a crypto bond and you've had it for like six months and you want to, uh, there's something new, new token you want to invest in. You can take your crypto bond and put it up as collateral and someone will lend you money on it. Then you can go and make a short-term investment or, you know, flip it or whatever. And whatever you make back from that, you have like 90 days to pay that person back, you know, maybe at 10% interest. But if you made two X your money, you were able to leverage that crypto bond and you'll get your crypto bond back. Plus you were able to, you know, utilize that liquidity while it's staked. So you're earning while it's staked. You're over here, you're, you're able to participate in other things that are in crypto because you've freed up your liquidity. The person who lent you the money made 10%, they're happy. So, you know, basically it enables us, our whole economy to take liquidity from other places and bring it back in. Right. It's, it's bringing it all together. And it sounds like kind of that DeFi play as well to where you're truly being able to decentralize and create these very interesting financial tools so that people can have the liquidity that they need to go and make more money, come back, still utilize the position that they have because liquidity is always the challenge with any financial play that you have. And if you're doing it in this unique way, it, it sounds like it's just giving people more levers to pull to be able to have access to these different opportunities as they arise. Yes, I really like the way you put that because that's exactly what it is. You have opportunities across the board. You have an opportunity when you create a crypto bond. You have an opportunity when you lend on our lending platform to someone else who's looking to borrow money on their crypto bond. And for all the liquidity providers and our liquidity pool, they're making really good. And it supports the actual token underneath it all. Right. It's truly creating the ecosystem to you want people to be able to come in and finding value without having to go to external parties to get an element that's missing within a platform. I found that a lot of projects right now, they come in and they solve like one or two of the solutions, but they, they might be missing, you know, one or two things. And it sounds like y'all have been very considerate with how do you get all of the elements that make crypto in this DeFi world amazing and try to keep it all within one ecosystem and one platform. Yeah, we're, we're building out from the center around this concept of crypto bonds and just expanding the different tools that are available for you to use in the ecosystem that you can use Sync with. In our next addition to that project, which we could go on about the artwork, by the way, there's, there's a lot of artwork that's involved in yes. it. Yes. Before we talk about the, uh, the pipeline, I definitely want to talk more about that because I know that is a huge element of, of what's going on right now and what's coming, I think, in the in near-term future. So can we talk about some of uh, the artwork as well? Oh, yeah. So we have a generative artwork algorithm that uses a DNA string when you create that crypto bond to generate the artwork. So when you create a crypto bond, our engine will draw the artwork and there's various rarity levels on what characters appear in it, what colors they are and what backgrounds you get. 
and things like that. So there's actually an artistic rarity aspect to it. When we first launched, we had the first generation of artwork was just a single scene. And now we're on our generation two that has like dynamic characters and dynamic scenes. And it looks a lot you know, better, more put together. And then we have a new art package to be released this year. And then we have another new NFT art project coming up called Synchronauts. And that's a whole new animal altogether, but it's very interesting. We're going to be releasing these Synchronauts and they're like a profile picture project. If you're familiar with like the Bored Apes or something like that, it's very similar to that, but we see a lot of them, they later pivot into a DAO, right? So they'll launch as a creator project, then pivot into a DAO and pass it on to the community. Well, we're going to do that from day one. So it's going to launch immediately, and then we're going to open the DAO. And with that funding that's going to be raised from that, the DAO and the community are going to vote on what which product we're going to execute on. So a lot of them, you know, they get, they get a lot of money in, and then they try to, like, advertise on Times Square. I saw Lucky Maneki and a few others that actually put their NFTs up in Times Square during Labor Day weekend. You know, that cost like $300,000. And it didn't really change the price of their NFTs any. So we were considering what the value propositions of these NFTs are and could be. And we thought, well, what if the DAO creates a community that comes together and builds a product that then pays returns back to all the people who hold those new synchronous, those NFTs. So they're going to look like a little astronaut. You know, it's going to be able to use as a profile picture. And they have really awesome backgrounds like this. They're animated. Oh, and they're, That's cool. yeah, they're animated and generative. They, they look really awesome. I've been working on them last several months now. But I think the value proposition is just going to blow everybody out of the water because if you hold one of these NFTs, it's going to be like you hold equity in a company of sorts because all the revenue that future products that this thing makes are going to be paid back to those synchronous holders. Man, let's, let's spend some time on that. And you talked about a lot of things I want to unpack that I think where the future of NFTs are headed in. You talked about so many points that make too much sense that a lot of people don't necessarily understand. So I want to unpack them. So the first part of as you look at the NFT space and just the broad opportunity that's in there, there are a lot of elements that have come in generated a lot of value. The first being is just what is driving a lot of the prices of NFTs right now? I think personally, it's hype. It's the new age. How do you flex on people and show like, hey, here's this thing of value. So your profile picture, whatever it is, Here's a way that you can say I'm part of this distinguished club and it makes me part of this exclusive group. The underlying thing there, though, is to have an ecosystem, a way to provide value back to people. So one of the things that Board 8 Yup did is they did these drops. So if you owned NFT, they basically then just gave you the mutated ape. And then essentially, because the four plus was XYZ, they gave away free money. So what you already starting as a decentralized DAO, decentralized autonomous organization, you're already starting with the end game in mind of like how if one of these NFTs are owned, how do we immediately drive value um, to owning said thing? And like with that in mind and just all the iterations I'm sure you're going to have in the future with it, that is, I think, the best way as you enter into an NFT project, you're thinking with the end in mind and like, I, you know, just kudos for y'all for thinking through that entire process. We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. 
So how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. You're really going to like this next part then. So in order to add value to our existing token holders, what we're going to do is a little bit different than some of the other projects do. If you've been in some of these sales that they have, they go on sale and then you have to fight everybody to actually participate and you have to pay extremely high gas. And I think we have found a way around that. I did some snooping around and I found an organization called 721. They're a Chinese organization that has an arrangement with the miners who do flash loans and they buy a thousand NFTs when they go on sale in one block and pay no gas. Wow. And then they cherry pick all the good ones out and keep it for themselves. And then they dump the rest on their own community saying, oh, well, you know, we're helping you buy them. And so that's not a good model because, you know, they're taking advantage of everybody, right? And people don't know this, but they're still participating in, the, in this club um, because it's guaranteeing them in the drop. Whereas the normal people trying to get into the drop all get pushed out because in one 14 second block, a thousand NFTs are minted and nobody in their community was able to get one. So what we're going to do is use a mint pass system. And that's been used a few times before, but all of our existing users with crypto bonds are going to get a mint pass and they can mint at leisure in a three-day window without having to race each other and run up the gas prices. So the gas prices will stay low. It'll be kind of a lower stress barrier of entry. You can just, you know, anytime that mint period, you can mint. And then after it's over, if anybody hasn't redeemed their mint pass, we will sell the remainder after that. And that may be very few. It may be none at all. So I wouldn't count on getting into that sell at all. You're going to have to find a mint pass. Now, all the crypto bondholders who get dropped a mint pass in the month of October leading up to the sale on Halloween, nice. That, that's our target date. They can actually buy and sell and trade the mint passes on a secondary market, like on OpenSea. So they can trade them there. And if they you know, decide they don't want in or whatever, it's just free value for them. So you can get in early that way, but there's not going to be an actual gas war going on. That with is so cool. So there was a NFT project that recently launched that basically had that happen where everyone was trying to mint. And then all of a sudden they were all gone within a couple of seconds. Was and it Galaxy I, Eggs? <laughs> um, I think it was the Syndicate. Yeah, it happened to Galaxy Eggs too. Wow. It's, and it's sad because you get all of your members that were looking forward to this, they get extremely frustrated. And what they went back and did was kind of what you just said with the mint pass. So at that point, now people can go in at their leisure. As long as you get one, it's, it's all good. And again, you're learning from all the other mistakes of what has gone wrong in others and now protecting downside and making it more equitable for people to get in and not having to spend an out ungodly amount of money to do it. But you're also giving a lot of reasons to be part of your ecosystem early and rewarding them for, for doing so. And, and people really like that. Yes. The early people definitely get rewarded. And um, the people who are later, they're the ones who will have to go to the secondary market. Right now, our project, you know, minting NFTs itself, the gas has gotten quite expensive. OpenSea lately has been outperforming, outperforming Uniswap in just gas fees, which is not good. 
coming up here pretty soon, everybody who has a crypto bond and sync is going to be airdropped an additional crypto bond and a copy of all their sync on the Pulse network. And we're going to fully support the Pulse network coming out of the gate. So everybody's going to have twice as many assets. Our artwork, like say if you have bond number 1000 on Ethereum, you're going to have a P bond on the Pulse network called P1000, and it will have different artwork, completely different. And since Pulse has kind of a pink theme, we're going to put pink borders around them and differentiate them. But all of the liquidity is going to be duplicated as well on the Pulse Uniswap. So you'll be able to claim your liquidity from there. So all of the current crypto bond holders are getting one airdrop of a mint pass, and they're getting another airdrop from Pulse, and we're going to support that as well. So there's a That's lot of cool. free stuff coming for our users right now. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be in. No doubt. And it's ecosystems that understand how do you draw value to your users. And because when you have something like that, your community is just going to go out and tell other people, look, this is something you need to look at right now because they're just driving us so much value that we didn't necessarily ask for, but it, it, it creates that loyalty and it creates that sense of urgency to want to get in and be a part of this as soon as possible. And, you know, one other thing that I want to bring up is uh, recently an article came up about the insider trading that was happening at OpenSea. How are y'all going about to make sure that stuff like that isn't happening on your platform? When it comes to the release of our, our new NFT, the Synchronaut, we're going to utilize provenance. Provenance is where the um, artwork it is, all, it is all pre-generated, right? They're all pre-generated up front. I'll be able to see them. We'll be able to proof them. But once we put them up, they'll be locked into a position in a certain sequence, like a specific sequence. And once the sale happens and concludes contractually, it will randomize the starting position. And so nobody will know what they're going to get, not even the founders. Board Apes has done this. It's pretty common, you see, but it's actually ignored quite a bit by a lot of communities. And whenever it's ignored, that's when you know that the founders are going to be gaming it making sure they get all the best drops or all the rare ones. And we're going to ensure that there's a very even distribution and then we're going to randomize it. So on top of that, that's one of the things that can help mitigate insider trading. If we made a platform, for example, like OpenSea, I wouldn't have made the front page have a featured artwork at all. That's just a bad idea. It should be algorithmically saying like, this is the top seller right now or something like that. But when you're featuring things like that, those are either paid for spots or somebody put them up there. And because I've seen artwork up there that frankly had no business being featured. It was featured for the sake of profiting somebody, either the artist or, you know, because it was duping people into thinking it was some sort of rare art for all the people who don't know, you know, if you're not deep in the art world community, you're not going to know the difference between, you know, people and some random, random guy, you know, yeah, that, that was just a bad mistake in the, on their design. And they're not going to change it. They're going to leave that temptation up for the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. And they're going to think, oh, well, you know, crypto. And, and the other thing is, is maybe he's the only one who got caught. Yeah. You know, he got caught. The rest of the open sea guys are like, oh, yeah, let's throw him under the bus and get rid of him and hope nobody pays attention to what we're doing. There has to be a fall person when it's something like that, because it's not like that was the only person that knew. I mean when it's on that kind of scale, you know, it's unfortunate. And I think as long as people understand that there are cleaner ways to get this done and, and again, making things fair and just equitable and like 
with that in mind, people are going to start flocking to those types of communities. And it sounds very much like Sync Network is doing a lot of that. Man, you've given us a ton to think about and a lot of good things. What are some, I mean, I don't know if you have any other things that you want to share that are within the pipeline, but I'll first start with that. Are there any other things that you want to let people know about? I just really want to let them know that when we release on Pulse, you know, we, we do have a version two of our contract coming down the pipeline and us releasing on Pulse is kind of a way to get, to lower the barrier of entry for people to learn about creating a crypto bond. Because right now to add liquidity, you're looking at about a $80 fee in gas to create a, an NFT. You're looking at about an $80 fee. We actually have one of the most gas efficient NFT creation contracts that there is. And it's still $80. When we first launched in November, it was, you know, $5 to create an NFT. That was a pretty low barrier of entry. By launching on Pulse Chain, people are going to be able to make a crypto bond for like 10 cents. Wow. They'll be able to add liquidity for 10 cents. That will enable $100 bonds. Right now, it's not economically viable for someone with $100 to create a crypto bond when it costs $160 to make it. Right. In light of that, what I think we're going to see happen is when you come to our DAP and you see like the choice between Ethereum and Pulse, people are going to cut their teeth on the Pulse network, learn how our ecosystem works, see it function, and have these like penny stocks of sorts. And then they will look back at the Ethereum version and be like, oh, that's like the gold standard. So they're going to make a larger investment. They're going to do it on the Ethereum side. Yeah, that is very interesting. And just to spend two seconds on this, the biggest heartbreak of me and what's going on with Ethereum right now is that at its core of what they're trying to do, decentralizing, creating a platform, very good and like truly had the right intentions at heart. What it has turned into with these gas wars is making it impossible for most people to be able to participate in the amazing opportunities that are within the Ethereum ecosystem. Because if you went to a bank right now and they said, if you said, hey, I want to go buy this thing for $100 and they said, great, it'll be $120 to do it. It'd be like, why would I ever do that? Exactly. But two people do it every single day on Ethereum network. Like, and it's, it's sad. Hopefully ETH 2.0 helps fix that. But in the meantime, there's things like Pulse Network to help solve that and some other options as well. So I agree with you. I think that's awesome to be able to provide and have ways that people, anyone can still get involved and, and it'd be feasible from a cost standpoint to, to participate. But again, man, I, I really appreciate all the insights and information you've given us. I always like to wrap up with two fun questions. Um, the first being with all the knowledge that you have right now, if you could give yourself two to three pieces of advice when you first got started in this space, what would you tell yourself? Well, the, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls that I think we all fall into along the way. But one of the biggest ones that I have found is trading is usually not good. Time in the market beats timing the market. Every time, every time. Um, I'll tell you a little story. I, um, you know, sold 25 Bitcoin for about seven video cards. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Hoddle. Hoddle. <laughs> yeah. Great, Hoddle. great lesson. And that lesson is reflected in our crypto bonds. You know, it makes strong diamond hands. If you look at all of our crypto bonds all across the board, they're all up over 100% or more. I mean, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, and it just forces people to hold. You have to hold long enough for your value to actually accrue. And most people sweat after one or two paychecks worth of waiting 
you know, a month or two in and they're like, I can't take it anymore. They can't stand it. And, you know, they got to do something. Really, you need strong multi-year holds to, to make it good. I like that. I appreciate that. One of the ways I kind of frame it for people, I call it my crypto 401k. So if you have a traditional 401k, you know, you're not touching this money for years. And so it's like, all right, whatever. I'm putting the money aside. I'm going to touch it one day. But it's different. It's because instead of, you know, you have to wait until your 60s, you can be like, all right, I'm just going to five, 10 years. Or if you want to do two or three, as long as it's years behind it, you know, I am not touching this. And so it's easier for you to digest and swallow like, oh, it doesn't matter. The price right now doesn't matter. Fluctuations doesn't matter because I'm not going to actualize this until X amount of time. And when you do that, you still win. You still win. You still win. And so I really do appreciate that thought. But as we wrap up here, man, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of the listeners here today? You know, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has given us a chance since we launched. We're not a year old project yet, but like I said, we launched last November. So we're getting close and we have had some of the most loyal, faithful, strong community members, the synchronauts, the time Lords. If you get into our discord, you can only access it, by the way, if you have a crypto bond. So when you get into our Discord, you can see parts of it, but then you have to use the exclamation join command, and then you can get in deeper. And if you create a crypto bond and join our Discord, you can meet some of these guys. They are wizards. We have people in the community much smarter than me in there. And to me, that's the most flattering thing to have people that you know, just they know what they're doing, they know what they're talking about, and they see the value in the project. That blows me away. And I'm so honored by our community and thankful to have such a strong, uh, the user base that we have. So big shout out to all those guys. Man, that's awesome. Honestly, in all the times I've done this, I think you're one of the first to genuinely just give a gigantic thank you just to community first. And that just speaks to all the value that you're already giving, how important it is for you to keep building that amazing community. So thank you so much for that. Everyone listening right now, if you're not a part of this community, I mean, I know I'm personally going to go look into this now just because of how it's very clear Cryptogenic is passionate about his community. And that's awesome to me. And so, and like you said, man, there's a lot, there's a ton of geniuses in this space, but people also are very free with sharing information and being open and helping you grow if you're open to receiving of that information, but you have to participate. You have to get you into the groups in and you got to be in there. It's, it's the proximity for opportunity in this space is there if you take the steps. So my challenge to everyone listening today, just start taking some steps, go be proactive, take some action. And who knows, it could help change the whole scope of your life. So again, Cryptogenic, thank you so much. What are ways that people can learn more about you and also learn more about Sync Network? I strongly advise them to get into our Discord. That's probably the number one way, but you go to syncbond.com. At the footer, you'll find all of our social media links, Twitter, all that stuff. Whichever it is that you use, we're on there in some form or capacity. But the magic that's going on in our Discord right now is, is truly impressive. And I think it's just going to be growing a lot. It's, it's a lot easier to get in early on a community like this and, and introduce yourself and become known, you know. So definitely, that's where I start, syncbond.com. Sinkbond.com. Well, we'll make sure to include that in the show notes. And I just want to thank you again for being on the show. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Josh Christ. Whether you're well-established as someone who can translate creative energy 
into the impact you want to have on the crypto world or just getting started as a catalyst for change within the industry, this is a must listen for you. Richard does an incredible job leading conversations that cover a huge breadth of topics related to the ins and outs of navigating an ever-changing crypto landscape. The leaders who've actually walked the path. Highly recommend listening and subscribing. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.